this computer. Yay. Okay. Um, I think this is it. This is our last one, at least for the next two years. Well, I mean, it's our, our last one until he does something newsworthy, which I mean, let's, let's so like it. I said, the next two years, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think there's still going to be some fallout uh, uh, after the fact, but yeah, it's obviously, well, I mean, like I told you, um, God, I just realized that his stupid children's books, the name of the main character is Jeremy Jackrabbit. <laughs> I take such personal insult to that. You should write him a strongly worded letter. I should. I should have. As a fellow wildcat. Yeah. I Actually, during the campaign, I should have recorded some, you know, misappropriation of my name accusation actually, you and, should write him a letter as a wildcat who did not lie and cheat and steal his way to a graduate degree from the <laughs> university of arizona right as, as a wildcat who i mean legitimately got my graduate uh, that's that's a stretch for me or legitimately then then So episode 11, here we go. Here we go, episode 11. This is the one uh, we all have been waiting for. The election uh, is over. It is finished. All right. So for those of you that might have somehow missed it, uh, that bothered to listen to this podcast, but somehow forgot when the primary election night was, which was over a week ago now, um, almost two weeks ago. Uh, Joel, can you inform our audience what the, the, what the latest news is? The Eminaton... Oh, the Escheton was not eminentized. Uh, the four <laughs> horsemen are not galloping. And Rodney fucking lost. Yep. Which shouldn't have come as a surprise because Rodney is a loser who lives in loserdom, who has a loser face, and all he knows how to do is fucking lose. So I, I will say this. Um, the, the, I, I think... I don't think ultimately you were more right than I was on the predictions. I was going to say both of us were way off. <laughs> yeah, but we really neither one of us. You were right in that Rodney didn't win. Um, we were both right in that Abe was, was going to be his closest competitor and that uh, uh, Gould was going to be in third. Well, do you want to remind everyone what our prognostications were and uh, where it actually came out? Yeah. So if you. If you were, if I recall yours, and you can correct me, Joel, if you have better memory than I do, you predicted that it was going to be Hamada, uh, Gould, and then Rodney. No, no, no. I predicted, I predicted Abe, Rodney, Gould. Okay, but that the there was going to be a huge difference in the numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually. So I let me look. Let's see if I can find it. I thought I wrote it down. Um, I. I think I got I got it sort of right, except I was off by like a factor of 10 in each direction. Right. So so Abe, Abe. So for, so so let's just do the totals. So Abe got um, uh, 34, 34.5%. Uh, no, that's not right. Hold no, on. you no. needed to edit this because I'm fucking this up already. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave your failure in. What are you talking no, about? uh fuck where is it all right here we go so abe got 33.4 percent rodney got 23.6 percent 
Andy got 16.7%, and then the other three, who cares? Right. Um, and I think I was pretty close, except I was off by 10 percentage points. So I think I predicted Abe would get 40-something, Rodney would get 30-something, and then Andrew would get 20-something. So my, proportion, my proportions were correct. My raw numbers were off. Right. And and on the flip side, of course, I got it wrong in that I boldly predicted uh, Rodney might pull this one out. Uh, the f- overall winning number I got pretty close because I said in the low low to mid 30s um, where I was obviously wrong was I thought it was going to be Rodney, not Abe. And then I also got the second place. Well, I was off quite a bit because I thought it'd be a lot closer uh, than it ended up being. I, I think I, my numbers, I'd have to check the exact number that I had for Gould, but I think I was probably pretty close on Gould for whatever that matters. So you obviously you predicted it better and your overall number alignment was better, but the or the I guess margins were were more better, whereas my overall number alignment was better, and I screwed Your up. Margins were two. closer, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we were both wrong. I was a little more wrong than you were, uh, and most importantly, uh, and I part of the reason why I was p- picking uh, Rodney was as a reverse jinx, which I'll so I'll take some credit for this, um, but uh, at least, uh. At least, anyway, what I was going to say before we got on this tangent is it turned out you were right in that, man, people still really hate Rodney on a, on a much broader scope. Really hate Rodney Glassman. And I think, I think that bears repeating, accentuating, and underlining. People fucking hate Rodney Glassman. Unfortunately, though, and I'm a little bit disappointed in my former hometown, unfortunately, Pima County does not hate Rodney Glassman nearly as much as Pima County should because Pima County has seen Rodney in all of his hideous metamorphoses from conservative to Democrat, back to libertarian, back to liberal, back to gargoyle whose face vomits up blood and and everything else. And unfortunately, you know, by percentage of votes cast in each county, Rodney did third best in Pima County. Yeah. He did best in Cochise, second best in Santa Cruz, and third best in Pima County. So I don't know what the fuck is going on down in Tucson, but y'all need to step up your hate game. Well, uh, because apparently people have forgotten what a piece of shit Rodney is. Well, yes. And <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. I, what I will say in defense of Pima County is uh i i do think and joel you knew this before you left i mean you've only been gone a few months and it coming into this election cycle it's been just more reaffirmed is that the the sort of exodus from the republican party i think hit pima county next to maybe flagstaff hit pima county the hardest i just at this point in this day and age if you're still a republican in in pima county you are just a monster like you're you were you were the left behind of the absolute magaist of maga people so i i think that's part of the reason is we're talking about a much smaller republican party than there used to be in Pima county that's just much dumber and and more blatantly fascist the thing that i i'm more amazed about was the santa cruz and cochise numbers um because i cochise has generally historically been a much more libertarian 
uh, Republican stronghold. And Santa Cruz is, well, I guess Santa Cruz is kind of the same boat. There's like seven. I was going to say Santa Cruz is the same thing as Pima. If you're, yeah. a, if you're a Republican in Santa Cruz, you're probably even nuttier than Pima County. I'm yeah. wondering if uh, Cochise uh, fell for his uh, I'm play acting at a military officer bullshit. If all the Sierra Valley, um, Sierra Vistaites uh, bought into his, I'm a fake JAG lawyer crap. Yeah, I mean, that that very well could be. Lord knows they do love the military out there. So, yeah, I just, I would have, before you sent those numbers, I would have guessed he would have performed the strongest in like, you know, some of those rural counties around uh, Phoenix, like Safford and, and, you know, Prescott and things like that, where they're just, I mean, those are the real hardcore fundamentalist fascist Republicans. They, and they also don't have the direct experience with Rodney. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's just because the Republicans that are left that are, are, are terrible. I'm not, I'm hoping it's not because there's a bunch of people that suddenly not, not only came around to, to, to Trump, but came around to the guy who falsely came around to Trump. They crave the ancient regime of the ice czar to be right. stated in Pima right. County. Hey, speaking of crazy Republicans, I do have a question for you, and we haven't discussed this at all. So, you know, Kerry Lake, governor, Abe Hamadeh, attorney general, Mark Fincham, secretary of state. It is interesting that in in a for a party which i'm firmly convinced is a fascist white supremacist party sure it's more complicated than that though because the party opted for a female nominee for governor and it opted for a person of color and a muslim or at least coming from a muslim family for attorney general right i'm curious to hear your take on that and i was wondering you know walk and maud since the week or so since the election like I said, I have no doubt that the Republican Party, its base are. I'm wondering now if its base are white supremacists or if its base are simply people who are comfortable with other people being white supremacists. And <laughs> as long as yeah. a woman or a Muslim adopts the politics of white supremacy, they'll support them 100 percent even though it creates a fundamental contradiction because under the pure tenets of right supremacy, you wouldn't want a Muslim or a woman in power at all. Right. Unless of course they parrot white power politics, which the Republican party seems to be okay with. I don't know. I find it, I find it truly confusing actually. Well, and, and, and this is something this is, I've been saying this since I was a Republican is that, um, where I think people sort of misunderstand the Republican Party in in Arizona, and I do mean the like fascist, the the racist wing of the Republican Party, not not the libertarian branch that, like I said, is largely I think fled the Republican Party in the state. But the um, but the the true Republicans is that yes, they're racist, but it is a very narrow type of racism. I think the Islam of the native Islamophobia we get some of it from the California people that come over the the republican californians that come over but the sort of native islamophobia um you know the the, the there's not really a strong anti-asian uh segment the native islamophobia is more downplayed there's not enough black people you know really in in arizona for their for that to ever be something that is hugely you know in the news in the conservative news i mean as far as like you black on black or whatever ridiculous code word dog whistle shit that, that they use down south the racism in arizona is aimed strictly at the border i mean it yeah. is just the, the that that so anti- that makes sense if you're sufficiently 
if you're sufficiently xenophobic, right, then it doesn't really matter, which is sort of another way of saying my my hunch was correct, that if you adopt certain tenets of white supremacy in Arizona, the more potent tenets are the xenophobia and the anti-Mexican, anti-Central American aspects, then you can get away with it, even if you are a woman or another person of color, as long as you adopt those Arizona specific tenets. Right. Well, and I think that also with the other thing that was fascinating, too, is like you mentioned, you know, we elected, um, you know, uh, Carrie Lake and we we meaning the state of Arizona and uh, Abe Hamada. uh, And one of the things, at least in regards to the, the white supremacy and xenophobia thing, one of the things that's interesting is if you look in Maricopa, uh, Karen Robson actually won Maricopa slightly but by a small margin, but she yeah. ended up winning Maricopa County and and Rodney almost, you know, he pulled much, much closer to Abe in Maricopa. All of the the like super Trumpian uh, we is in rural Arizona, which we knew and apparently is like you pointed out in like Pima and Cochise County, too. So it's just it's mind boggling to me. It's it's it's. Um... And uh, the other thing, too, is that one of the hot takes that I think it was the AZ Central had uh, after it was that it it really it's all the election deniers. Same thing with our secretary of state. It was all the like blatant, big, big lie people that came in like the, the Those the Trumpians are still so obsessed over, over that complete horseshit of a story. Let's get back to beating up on uh, Rodney Glassman, since this yeah. is the last chance we're going to get to do it until he runs for. I mean, what's the, what is the next thing he's going to run well, for? B- like, before we before we get into that, because I definitely want to hold us to do a whole conversation about that, because I have some ideas. Uh, I do want to point out too, going back to how much everybody hates Rodney is um, for, for those of you listening at home that might not have listened to some of our other episodes. Um, it really is. It's not a name recognition thing as often as common in, in local politics. Rodney had to have the without seeing any polling on us, had to have the highest name recognition because I, oh, I, I cannot hammer this home enough. Setting aside his long and storied history in Arizona politics, he spent two point four million dollars on this race. He's so, he so far outspent all of his his closest competitors. I mean, he. So that is a lot. That is a lot of fertilizer money. Oh, that man. is a lot of manure poisoning the earth money. Right I was going to say that is a lot of kids with cancer to get that kind of money. That um, is a lot of kids with cancer. And he still, despite two point four million dollars, he could not get the approval of Big Daddy Trump. Right. As, as you and I were talking about last week after the election, I think it's really significant, you know, so overall, Abe beats Rodney by 34.5%. Right. Abe beat Rodney by 60% at the polling place yep. versus about 27% by mail-in. So Rodney does much, much better by early ballots, which he wants to ban uh, because right. they're all corrupt and the election was stolen by people voting early and fraudulently. He does much better by early ballot than he does on the polling place at the polling place. Now, Trump endorses Rodney on June 16th. Ballots drop July 6th. There's some time, but there's not a lot of time there. So I do think that the endorsement of Big Daddy Trump made a big, big difference. And the fact that Rodney spent two and a half million dollars still apparently cannot 
get the love and affection that he needs from his biological father and could not get the love and affection and endorsement he needed from his newly adopted political father right. and once again lost another election is just so deliciously priceless. I want to freeze dry it and snack on it for years to come. It really is like it is the ultimate uh, in the sort of um, uh, rich elitist uh, family where it's like you have Trump's dad, you know, and then you have Rodney, who's the fuck up older brother and the the, the young promising uh, younger brother comes along and, and dad wastes no opportunity in, in, in just showing the younger brother how proud he is of him and how you're really my favorite son. And it, it, it's just it's so much fun to watch. Um, it's so much fun to watch. And if you and I were smarter and more talented, we wouldn't be just talking at each other over Zoom, giving our half assed political opinions. We would be doing something. We would be doing like a Hamilton. Right. Like, if Lynn Manuel Miranda was from Arizona, <laughs> right. Rodney Glassman would make the most amazing satirical political operetta with his right. fucked up pathologies and his Electra complexes. And God only knows what else he's got going on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's for the 90% of our audience who's probably seen Hamilton, because I know who, who listens to this podcast. Um, you know, it, it, there is that, you know, that surrogate Washington as a, a father figure. So it just it slides right in. It, it really just, does. Take George Washington and rather than making him, you know, a successful uh, war general, you know, and an American patriot who's, you know, incredibly well respected, make him a fat, uh, fraudulently acquired billionaire who who's stealing <laughs> nuclear secrets uh, and then you know, replace uh, Alexander Hamilton with a 32-year-old uh, gun nut. Uh, and then let's see. And then I guess it would be Thomas Jefferson. Then Rodney would basically be then Thomas Jefferson. Uh, oh, God. In, so, um, yeah. Rodney I mean, it, is Thomas Jefferson is one of the most horrifying alternative American <laughs> histories I can possibly conceive of. I mean, listen, we would have never fucking got very far. Forget about the invasion of Mexico, let sure. alone you know, me lie, let alone the invasion of Iraq. Like we wouldn't have fucking been out of the starting gate. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it practically writes itself. We, we really we could probably just rework the current uh, play. And and uh, we shouldn't have said this on the podcast because we, we could have done this. It. <laughs> and, and just pretend man, well, if you're listening, God damn it, don't take our idea. <laughs> so horse pace. The musical has now been copywritten. <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, the, the, the ivermectin plugs all throughout the musical. <laughs> all sponsored by ivermectin. All, all, the whole thing sponsored by ivermectin. So so yeah, no, Rodney is just, I mean, he is really, really bad at this. Um, the other what thing too his reaction was, I mean, when when that when those no. results came across, because as as our Facebook friends know, you were more skeptical of early results than I was, but I'm pretty convinced that early results, unless they're within a few percentage points, hold up, although Carrie Lake disproved that thesis. Right. But regardless of when you place the date, if it was on, you know, Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, at some point, Rodney knew he lost. And just, oh. I just want to indulge me for a second and just tell me what you think his reaction. Well, was. And was it's funny. Broken? Did he cry? It's funny you mentioned that because one of the reasons I doubted the, or not doubted, but didn't want to call it early was those early results. Maricopa was really the only county fully in or, or like 80% in when they, they dropped the, the first results. Pima wasn't in at all. 
So, you know, it's just an incredibly skewed sort of picture. So in my mind, I picture Rodney having kind of the same thought I did that, okay, well, you know, obviously I didn't win with Maricopa, but maybe somewhere else like Pima will come through for me. And tell me, tell me what you think he did or said or thought or the self-hatred that washed over him when he realized that Pima did not come through for oh. him. And he, was, he lost yet another fucking election. No, 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 no. I don't think there was any self-hatred. I, 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 I we, that's true. He, excuse me. I, I apologize. He is, in, he is incapable of self-hatred. I do yes. apologize. You're right. That would require some degree of self-reflection and self-awareness, which that man has none of that. I, I think largely it was... I, I think I think he legitimately convinced himself that Abe, you know, stole it, if you will, with that 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 money shifting thing to get Trump's endorsement. I'm sure he. Well, I agree. With, I agree with him there, but right. hey, you know, you know, never try to fucking outcon a con man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, you played the game and you lost. Yeah. Um, you went up against a better opponent. Tough shit, buddy. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, I think that's in his mind. I would assume he's blamed it essentially entirely on that, that he just thinks that Abe scammed Trump and scammed him. And also, to be clear, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Uh, and I don't know that we've really gotten into it much because we've been just hating Rodney on every every front. But he is not a Trumpy. Like his whole this whole mythos he's created Rodney Glassman only cares about Rodney Glassman. Like that is all he's ever given a fuck about. He doesn't actually really believe or care enough to even put real thought into any of Trump's positions. No, he, so, be- he believes in nothing. As as right. you and I have talked about a million times, he's a he's a Nazi in Germany in 1932. He's a fucking Stalinist in Russia yep. in 1950. He's uh, you know a, a capitalist statist in beijing in 2021 he's whatever he has to fucking has to be he is first and foremost an egotist and an opportunist right so yeah so the fact that you know that i think that he got it's let me put it this way it's different than like when carrie lake was down at first because when carrie lake was at first down before she won she started tweeting about how the election was stolen and about how you know this is those, those tweets didn't age well Oh, no, they did not. And this is an example of election fraud. She ended up deleting them after the fact, but several in the newspapers Shocking. captured them. <laughs> yeah, before before she could do that. Um, but I think like Carrie Lake is a legit believer. I think she is a, a full-blown member of the cult of Trump. I, I think she truly does, you know, put that man in high esteem. She truly does believe like widespread election fraud is a thing. You know, Rodney's never believed any of that. So I think Rodney recognizes that he got outplayed by a player. And I think he's just pissed because he the, that player, you know, he's using the way that Abe played it to justify. I was actually the better candidate. I actually did the better job. I actually raised more. Now, here's the other thing. Do you think he talked to Paul Gosar on election night? Do you think him and him, him and Paul like, like talked about how, oh, good try, buddy. You know, we'll get the Jews next time. You know, something like that. Something reassuring. <laughs> and then Rodney said, hey, wait a second. Does that include me and my family? And <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, no, no, no. You're one of the good ones. Yeah, We're not talking good. about you. We're just talking about the other ones. Yeah. The you're, one of the ones, you're the one of the ones that sympathizes with our cause. A sympathizer, right, right. if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know who he'd fuck. I mean, I, he's such a repugnant person other than his immediate family. Like who? Right. Who would want to be in his presence 
at all unless they were paid. And I guess that's my answer to your question is the only people that he's talking to on election night. So I don't think it's Gosar. I think it's his immediate family, his wife and his children and whoever needs a paycheck bad enough to be on salary on election night. I mean, oh. that's it. I, I don't, I don't know. He, he's a, he's a, he's a quivering gelatinous hunk of awfulness. Like why anybody would want to be in the room or on the telephone with them unless they were getting paid to do so. Right. Beyond. Right. No, I, I, I agree, but, but yeah, I, I, he's, you know, he's not an actual, well, I don't know. I'm not, I, I hate to be an armchair, you know, uh, uh, psychologist, although we have been really because times. I feel like this yeah. is the eleventh episode of <laughs> us armchair psychologizing, right. psychologizing, psychoanalyzing. Psych- yeah. Um, but uh, what I will say, and again, is I don't know that Rodney is such a like complete sociopath where it just doesn't really even phase him. But I think that's pretty close. I mean, I think he was affected. How can by you it. say that? After we've spent however many years tracking all of the elections he loses right. just to run again in two years. That, and I know we're gonna end the, this 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 you know temporarily last episode of the Rod Report talking about what he's going to run again right. for in two years. But, but that's my thing, is that like if he again, if he had any legit remorse or or heart or or you know, bad feelings about this sort of thing. He wouldn't keep doing this. So he compartmentalizes and justifies and just somehow figures out a way every single time he has to. And I'm sure that's what he's doing again this time. Like, I'm sure it's still just, he is still as confident as ever that one of these days people will realize. And I don't even, why we've, we've hit on this, but seriously, now that he's lost another election, what is his end game? What is because wh- again, he's he at this point, even his delusional thought can't think the he's approval, ever the approval of his father. That's oh, his end game. Getting just... dad to say, Good job, Rodney. I love you. That's the fucking <laughs> it, end. Game. It really is that level of neurosis. It is the only thing that makes sense. Because he he can't legitimately believe that he's got a future like maybe the senate i don't know but there's not anything for him beyond that like even he can't believe that and it doesn't even look like he's getting there like like you're right it must just be the pure affection of a a male figure in his life i think it's pure i think it's purely freudian it is pure id it is whatever boiling mass of stew that's roiling around his guts telling him that dad will never really love you and approve of you unless you are elected to high public office. I really think that's it. Yeah, I, I, I think we're I think you're right. I think what we've discussed before is right. Um, well, it's also going back to what you said earlier, which I think is, is a piece of evidence in favor of that theory. He doesn't believe in anything. It's not like he's trying to do this because he is a fundamentalist Christian and wants to institute a theocracy, or he's a convinced libertarian and wants to roll back the regulatory state. He doesn't believe in anything. I mean, Blake Morlock, years ago when he wrote a piece about Rodney, when he was running, I think, for Maricopa County Assessor, talked about it when Blake was Rodney's communications uh, manager, communications guy, when Rodney was running against McCain, which is that Rodney believes in nothing and cares about nothing. He doesn't care about policy. 
Policy right. doesn't interest him in the least, and he will say and do whatever the pollsters and the consultants tell him to say and do if it means one more vote. Yep. No, I, I, I think I think that's dead on. And again, that goes back to my own thing where I don't think this is really going to affect him because I really do think that he is just in that same that that mindset that just he just doesn't care enough for to get that upset about it. I wish I wish this broke him. I wish this this just crushed him. No, and I, I could, don't. I'm getting too much joy. You, <laughs> I couldn't get you to call me back and return my text if he wasn't running again. Are you that's, kidding? Yeah, that's true. That'd be that'd be the Rodney, end. Rodney, of- may you run forever. May the, oh, so- may the winds of eventual victory always be at your back, my friends. Which moves us quite nicely into our next little bit. Um, so, to, so you asked me the question, but I'm going to turn the floor of you. What do you? What are your thoughts as far as the next office that Rodney Glassman's going to lose? So Julie is running for Maricopa County attorney in November to fill out uh, Alistair Adele's term right. because Alistair Adele resigned and then died. Right. I am guessing Rodney runs for Maricopa County attorney in 2024 because if Julie wins, knock on wood, she takes office immediately, but it's only for Adele's unfulfilled two years and she'd have to run again in 2024. So my guess is Rodney uses the attorney general race, which he lost or was stolen from him by Honest Abe, uh, to springboard his way to Maricopa uh, CA. Right. Well, so now that brings us then the follow-up question on that is, is what's your what's your guess? What's your guess? Oh, okay. So I would say I I think I think I think you've got something there. Um, I think. It's hot. So, the two things. That, all right. So I've got two two offices, two answers to this, and it really depends on if we think Rodney is going to do kind of what you're saying, and that's take a step back and rebuild, which is what any sane politician would do. But again, this is Rodney. Probably it points against me because he is not a sane politician. Right. So then the question becomes: Does he run for something higher, thinking he can do this? So then that brings me back to where he started is you know on the opposite side is i think he might try senate again i i really legit do against against cinema you know i think he might oh he is listen as our as our listeners know the only person in this world i detest more than rodney glassman is kirsten cinema but kirsten cinema is one of the smartest and most talented politicians of our generation he would I mean, I hope you're right, but my God, I mean, she would decimate him. Oh, yeah. But you, from his perspective, you've got an, an unpopular Democratic incumbent who quite possibly might have a primary challenger. I still don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't believe in our Democratic Party now, but but it, it, she's limping into this election anyway. So that he might think that is a winnable because before when he took on McCain, <laughs> There was no way he was ever going to win that. But cinema, I think he might think this is his chance to to get the thing that he was supposed to have in the first place. The other thing is, if he does take a step back, kind of like what what you're thinking, I think Maricopa County Attorney is is a, is a is a pretty good call. And I was thinking that too, but you know, I'm forever more the pessimist than you, especially since you're now in you know Canada where you know things work um i don't think julie's gonna win so then the question is is does he 
Rachel Mitchell, who's the deputy that that took over for Adele and is running. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't run against Rachel in a primary. You don't think he tries to primary her? No, Rodney has no stomach for open primaries. Okay. I mean, when was the last time Rodney ran on an open primary? I'm actually now I'm trying to think. So he had no primary opponent against McCain. Correct. He, Which is so weird, but whatever. He, I guess it was when he ran for corporation commission because uh, Maricopa County Assessor was in, was was uh, appointed. What, no, I'm sorry. He only runs an open primary. Right, That's right. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, Maricopa County Assessor was an open primary. Um, well, and he was appointed. So if anything, he was technically the incumbent at that point. No, no, no. He wasn't appointed. Assessor. Oh no, I'm thinking of the stupid town. That's of, right. The town manager of Cave Creek. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think Rodney only runs in open primaries. Yeah. And, I, I, and, and if there isn't one, then he's not going to do it. I think Corporation Commission is the exception because even though technically it wasn't an open primary, there's so many seats and nobody knows what the fuck it is anyway right. that he can get away with it. I, 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 uh, I will say I will say a piece of evidence that militates in favor of your argument he runs against cinema is I don't know any other Republican who's going to be dumb enough to want to go up against her. She is... I mean, she's probably one of the world-class political fundraisers of the, you know, certainly the 21st century, maybe the last half of the 20th century as well. Um, she she can raise more money and do it more effectively than almost anybody else. And right. I think most Republicans are smart enough who would want to run for Senate would be smart enough to know that Rodney would not. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and that's fair. And, 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 and again, that's why I think there is a, there is a calculus there where I think he might do it. I think you are right. I think if Julie wins Maricopa County attorney, that's the most obvious for him in part because Rodney is so lazy and it means he doesn't have to rebuild a, a donor base. He doesn't have to move anywhere. Like he, he just takes the same shit apparatus that, got him 2.4 million this cycle and gets another 1.5 million you know for the well so great lead in how i mean other than his you know rich earth poisoning family where is he going to keep getting this money from i mean at a certain point aren't people going to say why am i giving you money you can't fucking win anything and it's not because he's personally charming it's he's not right. like Sima. he's not able to raise money from people on a vast scale because he can make himself likable he's a repugnant human being i don't Where know where is he going to keep getting this money if not just from his family i don't know how he got it this time to be completely honest like and i and i pulled the um I pulled the, the the campaign donation records and and I didn't go through them with a fine tooth comb. But there is a sh- it's not a lot of I mean there are big money donors there for sure, but it's not there are a lot of small money donors. Like there was a wide variety yeah. that donated to his campaign. So and by small money I mean like a hundred. You know we're not talking like clean elections level here. Right, you know? but, right. But I'm just like so, and all I can think of is it's just other opportunists it's other people who are kind of buying a lottery ticket who figure that you know that it's far cheaper to buy off rodney glassman than it would be to buy off you know blake masters or you know somebody like that so i think it could be that and i think the other possibility is he is so sleazy and so morally bankrupt and so willing to say and do anything to seize power just for the sake of power that the Republican donor base 
can smell its own and gives him money right. for those reasons. Like, oh, right. you're like me. I like giving money to people who like me, who are like me. I like looking at pictures of people who look like me. I like right. talking to people on the phone who speak like me. So I'm going to give you money because you are as immoral, as horrific, as Freudian fucked up as I am. Right. No, there there's might be some truth there. But yeah, I, I don't know where he got his money this time. He keeps finding some way to get it. There's just enough of a gullible enough base who thinks. So I, I think he has a, a I mean, I think he has one more race in him before he torches everything in Arizona. And then I guess moves back to Fresno or actually comes to terms with the fact that this this, this dream of dad's love is just never going to come true. But <laughs> Daddy is never going to hug you, Roger. Daddy's no never how many times you run. Yeah, but I there he's got to have one more in him. Um and and maybe you're right then like, you know, if he does take a step back and you know, go for Maricopa County attorney, that's a lot less people he's got to sucker this time around. Um yeah. so Although he did terrible in Maricopa, so maybe uh maybe he'll move back, you know, Pima was number 3. Maybe he moves down to Sierra Vista or he moves back to Pima. And he uh, runs for mayor. I mean, the, once again, the Republicans are running nobody for mayor right. of Tucson. So maybe he's going to uh, cut his losses and try to be the uh, generalissimo of fucking Tucson once again. <laughs> I do. Well, or and and this would actually be something he might have a chance of doing if he wanted to lower himself to that level is like if he ran for mayor of like surprise or Goodyear. You know, or one of those ex ex urban you know cities in 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 Maricopa County. You know, I think he might have a shot of of doing something like that. I just think he thinks that's too far beneath him. Daddy, know? Daddy is not going to give him a hug. No, if he's mayor of Goodyear, no, there's no fucking way. That's why he quit the Tucson City Council right. before he even finished his first term because it wasn't good enough for Daddy. If it ain't right. good enough for Daddy, it ain't good enough for Rodney. Right, and and. I mean, there was the town manager of Cave Creek, but let's face it, that that was very much a job that he did not give a shit about, which is a big reason why, as we pointed out, you pointed out on this po- podcast, he's no longer the town manager of Cave Creek. Also, no disrespect to Cave Creek. Actually, I don't give a shit about Cave Creek. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the disrespect to Cave Creek. What are you talking I about? about Cave Creek. <laughs> I have zero friends or people I care about in Cave Creek. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of your cat or any cats for that matter. Sure. Uh, your cat could be the town manager of Cave Creek and do at least as good a job as I'm sure Rodney did. Oh, so I mean, if if you put his uh, food and litter box uh, in the uh, in in the mayor's office, he'll at least be there every day. Which again, according to all reports, was something Rodney had a hard time doing. Oh, dude, you know you know I'm taking these woodworking classes in the fall, right? Yes. All right, so I'm gonna build your cat, who I don't particularly like. No offense to your cat, I don't like any cats. I'm gonna build your cat a custom-made litter box if you promise me to affix on it the plaque I'm going to <laughs> make with it that says the Rodney Glassman litter box. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, reminds me before, you know, since now we're kind of reaching in the the, the ridiculous part of the podcast. Um, so because, as you're... Because the rest of it is so well-researched and thought out. My mother, by the way, my mother, I'm taught she loves it because it's you and I. She's right. one of our... Th- listeners and she loves it she's like you and jeremy you're so funny how long does it take you to write scripts 
there's, there's no scripts. Bless we your mother. Exactly heart. five minutes on this piece of shit before we hit air. So I know. Why don't you take it down a notch? I know. Um, bless your mother's heart. Um, but the the Peggy thing I will you. add it is uh, hi Peggy. Uh, the thing I will oh, that's add gonna, that's going to make her so happy <laughs> is uh, is the um uh and we do we pulled some numbers all right so at least the beginning of the podcast i mean i feel like five minutes is a pretty good estimate (laughs) yeah yeah um but what i was gonna say is uh so as we uh both know our our friend uh mike who who um mike shifano more more shout outs to our friends i guess that's how we're ending this pod this this series is shout Shout outs to to the five people still listening to this piece (laughs) right Um, but as, as we're both aware, Mike, who, um, does uh, wasteland stuff. And if the, if you know, you know, I'm not going to get into it, yeah, yeah. but he, uh, a few years ago, appropriated Rodney's signs to build a That's stage right. cover. So it's now the Rodney Glassman Memorial stage. He went out cause now he's got to expand it and build some backing to it. He went out and got more Rodney Glassman signs this time around and Joel, the Rodney Glassman signs that he put out in Phoenix, they are, first of all, they're the four by eight foot, you know, giant. Oh, I'm sure they're expensive as fuck. Yeah. And they are like inch thick corrugated vinyl. Sure. Like, I mean, these signs had to run 300 bucks a pop for, sure. for these monstrosities. So um, I don't know why, where I was going with this anecdote, but that I think the, take that as you may to, to Rodney's security and, and the, the size of his, uh prowess if you will <laughs> the size of it is something yeah uh, anything else uh for uh the uh, rod report before we move on a glass from the past no i mean i do feel it, it this is actually a little bit of a shorter podcast so far so and i feel like it should be longer with our gloating and celebration but also I feel like this whole podcast has been us gloating and celebrating. That's what I was going to say. We're, no. we, we've been gloating and celebrating <laughs> Rodney's misfortune for 11 episodes right. now. So this really is just the foregone conclusion of why we started this in the first place. So right. now I got nothing else. Uh, what historical event have you brought for us today, Joel? Well, it's not really a historical event, but it is, well, it's sort of historical and it's sort of an event that is happening and continues to happen. And I think once I discovered this, Jeremy, it really, you know, in the words of the dude, it really ties the room together. I think it really (laughs) explains a lot. We've been talking about all the elections Rodney loses, this election that he lost, the next election he's going to lose. Why, 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 Rodney, are you doing this? And we agree that it's for daddy's love and affection, which will forever be out of your reach. But it just feels like we need more of a explanation. And I think I found it. Jeremy, what's the best Jet Li movie? Uh, the Enforcer. What's the second best Jet Li movie? Oh, God. Now I'm trying to remember Jet Li movies. Hold on one second. Let me pull. Uh... I'll give you a hint. Jason Statham was in it with Jet Li. Wasn't that The Enforcer? Nope. Which movie am I thinking of then? The one. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, hold on. One second. It is The Expendables. The one, the best Jet Li movie is the one oh. with Statham. Oh, okay. By the way, it looks like there's several that he was in with Jason Statham. There's a lot of Jason Statham movies out there. Yeah. 
So okay, I don't know. Yes. Did, you ever see, did you ever see the one? Do you remember the? Remember yeah, the, the, the one is basically Highlander, right? Except for one is like basically he, Highlander. So for those of you who haven't seen the one, Jet Li is uh, a multi-dimensional, multi-universal being who employs time travel and multi-dimensional space travel to go kill other versions of himself that exist in different on different planets and in different timelines. There's about 200, 300 different versions of everyone that exists on these different planets and timelines. And what Jet Li's character figures out is if you can go kill all the other versions of you, then you become the one, this right. godlike creature. Well, I talked to some friends in Hollywood and I managed to track down the original screenplay that was used to film the one. And I read in the original stream screenplay that Jet Li's character was originally the original version, a man named Rodney Glass. <laughs> I didn't quite understand until I did some research. Do your research, sheeple. Right. With the help of Infowars, <laughs> watching some YouTube videos, watching some YouTube videos, and you know, parsing out what the reptilians don't want me to know from what they haven't quite covered up yet. Sure, sure. I realize that the reason Rodney keeps losing all of these elections, he is trying to be the one. Rodney didn't lose because of Abe. Rodney didn't lose because Trump didn't endorse him. Rodney lost because an alternate universe of Rodney keeps traveling through space and time. <sighs> he sabotaged his electoral votes because oh. there's one one multiverse out there in which Rodney actually won a fucking election and <laughs> goes to all the other thousand multiverses and sabotages all the other thousand Rodneys from winning all those thousand other elections, then he will become the Uber Rodney. The Uber and Rodney. he will finally be able to capture the love and affection, not just of his father, but of the entire universe. Right. Rodney oh. is the one the one can you imagine what it must be like living in a reality where rodney glassman has become uh, at this point i assume he dominates that universe oh you're very you know? close he's very so, close so now you know it's it, this is the last piece for him like you said to ascend that must be that is the worst reality so for everybody that you know all the gen z and millennials who make the joke like we're living in the worst reality right now no joel has discovered the worst reality <laughs> the actual that, worst reality yes oh, also man. how shitty of a reality is it that even with all of that extra dimensional extra time travel power with the authority and with the omnipotence and omnipresence of a god you still can't win a fucking local arizona election that truly right. is shitty fucking reality see now now i also picture like there's a scene where you know it's it it opens and it's it's abe's brother and then there's this like this hooded figure that's standing there and and abe and he's like the hooded figure's like hey you should lend your brother a million dollars and he's like why and he's like because that will help him secure trump's endorsement and then his brother's like how do you know this and then the camera cuts and you can just kind of see under the shadow of the hood rodney but with like a goatee and he's like like a really like, crappy goatee yeah he's like i know and it's like and it was the alternate re reality rodney convincing abe's brother to submarine the, the, this rodney so yeah no no this here's another script that practically writes itself i mean lin-manuel miranda you're welcome <laughs>
that set that one to music there you go there, there's a tony award so that's uh that's my glass from the past that's a that's a pretty or good glass one. from the future well, I'm sure the U of A's best uh, quantum physicists are going to start doing the math on this to see if it's it's plausible. Yes, unlike Rodney, their PhDs actually include science. <laughs> it's also hilarious to think of a Rodney Glassman that actually tries and works at anything. Like that that's really the the weirdest part of that whole analogy. I mean, other than burning up his cell phone, I don't know what that motherfucker actually accomplishes in a day, let oh, alone no. a year. No. Do you think he ever actually goes into that stupid job he supposedly has? No, he's of counsel. Yeah. We discussed this in episode like 3.2 or whatever it is. He has, like, he, he has, he does exactly what he did in law school. Yeah. He walks around talking loudly on his phone, pretending to be important, having lunches in obnoxious steakhouses where <laughs> fat white men smoke cigars and plot the domination of the lesser races. Right. That's all he fucking does. Oh, God. Just truly impressive um all right well i think i don't know man i don't know that we have anything else left we i don't know i mean i feel like this is goodbye for now i mean we're leave, we're certainly going to leave the website up and maybe you know we we can do a supplementary uh yeah. episode if something comes up uh but this I might mean, be uh on hiatus for another year and a half until Rodney well, inevitably runs again at the rate we've been doing episodes and at the rate weird shit has been happening in, in this timeline which is now only the second worst timeline um <laughs> i do think that there's the, i would i would say there's a 50 50 shot within the next month to two months we we put out another podcast but you know we'll see um, i happily do one on abe because i did some research and boy if you think rodney is underqualified you don't know much about abe hamadeh i mean that man has zero qualifications oh yeah running the arizona attorney general's office. no may maybe we should do that and you all the thing i'm curious about too is whether or not uh rodney's gonna kind of take any swipes or any snipes at abe it hasn't been his style before but if he really does want to keep painting himself as the the trumpian candidate he claims to be that's going to be the best way to to kind of you know ca carve that niche out for him to attack a I said I think 31 earlier, 32 maybe year olds. That's never I think, held. I think he's 31. I don't. I don't believe. I think he was Mar assistant Maricopa County uh, attorney for one year. Yeah. Before he deployed to the Middle East. Yes. And and yeah, no, he is thoroughly un unqualified. So yeah, let's let's give it about a month. By then, we should have enough material, and and hopefully, Rodney will poked his gelatinous head up again and and we can justify doing another one of these well it was fun my friend i'll yep. uh I'll, I'll miss waiting for the imminentizing of the escheton with you <laughs> god oh uh, now i'm gonna have to t actually spell that out as the episode title <laughs> Oh, also, did I tell you, speaking of imminentizing the Estachon, and by the way, Jeremy's wearing his um, Satan for President t-shirt. So Haley and, I bought a, say, uh, Haley and I bought a house. Guess what the fucking street address is? And I shit you not. What is it? 666. Nice. I told, I sent Stu a text message. I said, I'm a better fucking Satanist than you are, motherfucker. That's true, that's... He hasn't gotten back to me yet. <laughs> I'm, Stu doesn't get back to anybody anymore nowadays. But I, I'm surprised that somebody didn't already cap like i would immediately like even if i wasn't a satanist i would immediately decorate that whole house and friggin pentagrams and, and oh we're moving uh october 1st which means i have a lot of heavy lifting to do before october uh, 31st because apparently 
this house we're moving into has historically been the Halloween house. Of course. 666. Hey, that's... I would much rather be in the Halloween house than the obnoxious Christmas decoration house. So, so more power to you, Joel. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, let's say uh, goodbye for now. Hopefully not goodbye forever. Yeah. Adios, my friends. It's been fun. Take care. And we'll see if we pop in in a month or so. (laughs) 